I'm recording. I'm recording. You recording, Alex? Yep. The line, the bars are going up. Go for it. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to the Ornithology. I'm Ben Hyten. Hi, I'm Alex Belletti. And we're joined by a very special guest today, Film Fandango's own Marek Larwood. Hello, Marek. Hello, everyone. And hello, listeners. I hope everyone is well. I'm very glad to be on here. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Now, a couple of our listeners, we actually pilfered from Film Fandango. Anyway, Rob Marland is our super fan. Hey, uh, Rob Marland, the greatest um, Wolfsburg player in in the whole of the world. I mean, Wolfsburg, for uh, people who won't know, is a sport I invented that Rob Marlon plays. Yes, he's a very nice man. Hello, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rob. He's he's going he's he's um, gunning for like the pod, all podcast superfan. Yeah, he's very he's a very nice man. Is he uh, is he a handsome guy? Is he athletic? Well, he is he's bald like me. So in my book, that is very handsome. Right. Of course. Good. And aerodynamic. That is the only qualifica- qualification for being handsome. Oh, shit. We first uh, got in touch with you when you were live tweeting Sabotage a few months ago. And I basically got on my knees and begged for you to give us a shout out on Film Fandango, which you very nicely did. Uh, and that's how we met Rob. Well, met. He started listening to us. And, um, and it's, not said, just, it's not just Rob, is it, this podcast? <laughs> Yeah, it's it not much. just for just for Rob, just Rob, Rob my, Rob's my brother, family, his dog, my, my brother. Um, about eight hundred people in Egypt. Yeah, wow, we're beloved. Oh, well, Arnold Schwarzenegger is beloved in Cairo for some reason. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Well, ha- hello, um, uh, hello, uh, Caironians. <laughs> Indeed. Um. Anyway, I said, you know, do you want to come on and, and have a chat about Sabotage? And you said, sure. And then we watched Sabotage recently and said, Sabotage is shit. Uh, why don't we do Maggie instead? Because that's the one that we have been waiting to watch for ages. Neither of us bothered watching it because um, it was one of the few that neither of us had seen. So before we get into talking about Maggie, that's what we're here to do today. What's your what's your sort of history with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Did you grow up watching his films? Yeah, so I'm 40 years old, which put, is prime age for being a Schwarzenegger fan so most of my experiences my t- being a teenager were Terminator Terminator 2 yeah Predator Commando yeah. that's pretty much the four holy films my, my favourite cinema experience ever was uh, in Lake Cinema on the Isle of Wight I think when Terminator 2 had come out and me and my friend had the whole of the cinema to ourselves and just sat right in the middle and experienced what I think was one of the best ever action films. Genius. I thought you were going to say you just started masturbating. <laughs> no. I mean, it was probably, being 15 years old, it's probably about the only three hours <laughs> I wasn't masturbating. <laughs> I love I love that you said uh, that they're the holy films because you just, I mean, that's it, right? Um, but I'm curious... Running Man's not on that list. Oh yes, I'm Running Man as well. Yeah. I forgot Running okay, Man. Okay. I love Running Man. Great. Yeah. The reason the reason that Alex has mentioned that is because he first became aware of you, Merrick, because uh, I basically stole the Bumming Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Which I think in your version, wait, hang on, hang on. Stole is is not Ben. Whenever there was a gap in conversation, yeah, for about a year, and Ben and I talk pretty much every week, yeah, socially, you know, socially, yeah, sort of. Every time there's a gap in the conversation, Ben just comes out with bumming. Bumming. It's it's a really good. It's a really good word to say. The bumming man is a is is a great title for a film. I don't know what it is, but it is based on the Running Man. But I think it's just you first. This is the thing. What is he going on about? And then gradually it will creep into your subconscious, and you'll find yourself just walking around. You accidentally just say the Bummy Man out loud, and it feels like a, <laughs> a film that you you would watch. I don't know what it is about it. Like, is it is it not just gay porn? No, no, no. It's nothing to do with that. I'm really disappointed. Uh, okay, thank you, thank you. I've for never clarifying. really seen it in that light. I think it's just it's a, it's it's nice to have a film that you know will never ever get made that can just be flexible and just be about anything. So you can just re- reference the Bummy Man in accordance with any film <laughs> or any genre. So yeah. in many ways, it's the perfect film. Okay, okay. I've evolved it a little bit. And I <laughs> All wanna, right, I'm... let me hear about this, please. Again, it's not fully formed, but I I think I could get this made. I want to make Predatant. Predatant. <laughs> yeah. What happens in that? Well, you know, like the predator's face is like a big toothy vagina. Oh, when it opens out, yeah. Yeah, well, this, <laughs> yeah, only, this... <laughs> not with a mask on. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, this this guy is like the runt, the the runt of the predator litter, and he's just got taint for a face instead. He's got a what? Taint for a face. Ta- what do you mean by taint? Yeah, you know, we're gonna have to explain is. it now. It's what the is... bit. Be- it's the bit between. <laughs> The balls and the ass. <laughs> oh, that's what's called perineum. Perineum, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah. I've never. Is it a northern thing? I don't think so. I think up north they say gooch. I bet people in Cairo don't know what that is. <laughs> well, they do now. <laughs> Welcome to the Arnithology. This is a lot. This is a lot cruder than the previous episodes I've listened to. <laughs> Maggie, we watched Maggie. Everyone who's been listening to this knows we've been waiting for ages to watch Maggie because it was the one film that Alex and I hadn't watched. Uh, so we, we held off on watching it. It had also got very good reviews for Arnold Schwarzenegger's performance. Before we get into that and how much it affected ourselves, what did you think of Maggie, Marek? I There's a point when you make a film where at the very start, you have to decide, is this a good idea for a film? So you can have the greatest directors, the greatest actors, the greatest performances. What is the flaw for this film is that the idea is just not very good. Here's my argument. Normally, before this, I'd say it's pretty difficult to make a bad zombie film. Normally, all zombie, zombie films are quite good. And this takes away all the exciting bits about being a zombie. Shall I tell you, shall I say briefly, should we explain briefly yeah, yeah. what happens in it? Please. Um, so it's about Arnold Schwarzenegger is the father uh, of a girl. He's got a new family now with his new stepwife played by Jolly Richardson. And she's, they've got two kids from that. What's happened at the start of the movie, you find out Maggie has been bitten by a zombie and run away to, to stop her family getting infected. And... Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's found her and brought her back and she's slowly turning into a zombie. 
problem yeah, is, yeah. is that this is a film about almost it's like a zombie being a terminal illness and a dad has to deal with a terminal illness. So if yeah, it yeah. was like the fault in our stars or something about cancer, which I, yeah. I actually quite, it, then it would be, you'd feel <laughs> more emotional about it. Because they treat being yeah. a zombie, like having a terminal illness. So if you do that, that's fine. But because you turn into a zombie, you think, well, just make it about, it's such a weird, weird there's lots of weird choices in this film. Yeah. And that was a, that's a that's a that is a fundamental problem. Is it? It's a it's a slow, yeah, terminal illness film. And you yeah. the main reason you go to cinema is to enjoy yourself or experience something that's interesting. And because it's about a bit, I don't know, it just didn't work. Anyway, I pass and the baton over to you now. Yeah, that's good. Go on, Ben. You had something to say. Well, I think the casting of Arnold Schwarzenegger is is the most interesting thing about it because you're right. There's not very much to the film, and obviously it's a low budget film. But I think you have such an expectation as soon as you put Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, in the same way that you have an expectation when you put zombies in it, that it automatically sort of elevates the material. Because if you said, I've got Arnold Schwarzenegger for this film about a guy whose daughter is dying, you'd go, that sounds fucking awful. Mm. But if you say, I've got a zombie movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger in, you go, "Uh, okay, I'm listening. And I think, you know, the best zombie movies have always been parables of what's going on for us today anyway. Like Dawn of the Dead yeah, is, a, yeah. is a classic about consumerism, you know. Yeah, yeah. you stole my point. That That is it. You know, it's like adolescence and or yeah. terminal illness. That's the, what the allegory is here, right? It, it totally is. And I think adding that zombie element, it just adds a level of th- threat into the household. So it's not just, I don't want to see my daughter die. I don't want my daughter to kill my other kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so there's a lot of family stuff. And we've talked often on this podcast about Arnie being a family man. What's he doing with that? And in the past, it's felt like it's a, it's a kind of like a rebranding of himself, like before his governor years. But this felt, this did feel different. I sit somewhere in between, you know, um, I really struggled with is this, am I thinking this is actually quite good? Because I had really low expectations. Just so, and I think this is actually quite good just because Arnie's in it. So kind of your point, Ben. But then at the same time, like the same same feeling as Marek is like, this isn't a zombie movie. Like, what's the point in having it be zombies? Because, and then it's like, Arnie kills three zombies. And right at the beginning, he when he first kills a zombie, they're like in a, in a gas station. And I'm so chuffed because like, yeah. Arnie killing zombies. I've never seen that before. I want to see more of that. Uh, I didn't see more of that. I saw more of something very different, right? Yeah, I, that's, I, that's not what the film is. You know? I think that's yeah. what they did. That they, they pushed it as that film and they picked Arnie. And I realised it's, it's, it's quite a, a nice idea picking Arnie to do things. And I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think he's a, underrated as an actor and he's got better as he's got older. Mm, yeah. But I just wrote down that he is miss it is a trick to get people in to watch it and he is miscast this film i wrote down hugh jackman and i just thought this yeah. is hugh jackman's f- this is yeah, he's the person who should play this part it feels like hugh jackman in pretty seen prisoners it feels yeah. like that role yeah. and hugh jackman is a brilliant actor and i think that would have transformed the, f- the film made it better i'm sorry yeah. arnold you're good but you haven't got that e- e- emotional range 
you're on you're onto something there Merrick because w- one of the things I wrote is like a parallel movie you said one about terminal illness I've not heard of it before what was that film fault in our stars right I, I never it's based on those kids but it's two teenagers have I mean there's loads aren't there yeah yeah <laughs> but I wrote I put down the fountain and the gray because they're dealing with death um I think the gray does deals with death really well I hated the way the fountain deal, dealt with death and it's just and Hugh Jackman in that role I, I don't think he embarrassed himself but Again, I don't know. It's the nature of the film and Darren Aronofsky and how he how he works with things. But I I wouldn't. I'd really like to see Hugh Jackman in this movie, actually. And it is a bit like, yeah, sorry, Arnie. But when you have the same problem, there is that you, you just want him to go into the woods, pull out his claws, and start hacking zombies <laughs> up. Uh, Such of. a waste, isn't it? Sound the spoiler collection. <laughs> You say you say it's a waste, but Arnold kills a four-year-old girl in this movie. You couldn't do that if she wasn't a zombie. He doesn't kill her, but I I was waiting for. It felt like one of those films. You think, well, everything everyone seems quite competent in this. It must get really good, and I think it's one of those films where you're thinking all the way through. It's going to get. She's just a slow. This is just a slow setup before. The Arnie mega death scene where all the zombies come in and it gets really <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, and it's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. And you get to the end, you think, ah, oh, if I knew this wasn't going to happen, I would think this film is shit. It's yeah. funny because I wasn't, I guess it all comes down to expectation. Yeah. Because, you know, I knew that this was going to be a very low key film and I'd heard uh, from the reviews that it wasn't a great film but it was a film with good mood and good actors and I agree with that I think it's gorgeous um, in the way that it's shot I love the monochromatic look of it no you disagree I'm shaking my Go head on. there Go on. I just could tell as soon as it started as soon as it had that grade that horror gr- that uh, we're going to wash the colours out and it's going to be really slow I thought I was getting a turn wheel just watching it um, <laughs> And then it did all this, all these cl- too many close-ups on people's faces. You know, when you just, it was just loads of. There's a, the start of it was just loads of extreme close-ups. And I thought, I don't want to get just do just shoot it, just do some wide shots. All right, you've got a new camera and it's your first film. <laughs> just do some, just do some normal wide shots because it's just making me feel nauseous. <laughs> I, I can actually take you up on that point because there was a couple of times when I thought, oh, Arnie's acting really well. I'm like, no. It's just a close-up of his face, of his weathered face. He looks fucking cool, actually. And yeah. they put some. We, we, we love put, Arnie with a beard. Yeah, love and they Arnie put some. They put some drops in his eyes so he can cry. I was like, Oh, how dare you! Yeah, Come on. no, that was my feeling. I have to say, like, I was feeling something for sure. It worked a little bit, but then I came out of it and I was like, There is some. There's a contrivance here. It's like we know we're doing this, so we're going to do this, and it's like it's got. It it's one of those between genre movies. It doesn't fit. It hadn't didn't make its mind up. Regardless of the fact that I won't say that I didn't enjoy it because I was surprised by it because my expectations were super low. I I avoided everything. I didn't read anything about it. I didn't know anything about it because I just wanted it. I really wanted it to deliver on Arnie's massive dip in his career. I wouldn't yeah. say it's a comeback necessarily. Um but it's better than a lot of the shit that we'd been we'd seen previously. Yeah, it's better than sabotage. Um, mm. I think it's, it's funny because I'm clearly the most positive about this 
this film, and I, I think maybe that's just because it's. I did find about half an hour in, I was starting to think, oh dear, because it was really slow, and I thought there's not yeah. very much going on. And the moment that turned it around for me was when the doctor's daughter came to pick Abigail Breslin, uh, little Miss Sunshine, came to pick her up to go out and hang out with the other teenage kids. I thought that was a really powerful scene. And that was the point that it really clicked for me that this is about coping with a terminal illness. And it really, it resonated with me because of those moments that you have with people where you know this is as good as it's ever going to get with this person. And this is the last time it's ever going to be this good again. And we're not going to talk about it because we don't want to spoil it. But at the same time, you want to have that sort of final goodbye with someone. And that really resonated for me when Ali, the other girl, like called Abigail Breslin back to, to hug her. And you knew like that was the last time she was going to, ever going to see her. I found that really emotionally affecting. Are you wearing up now? No, <laughs> no. I agree with you that that was the point the film really turned. And I thought, why was that? Because I was really bored. And then after that, I felt interested. It's just because she's a really good actress, the the girl. Uh, was her name yeah, Abigail yeah. Breslin? Breslin, yeah. I agree, yeah. And it, the first half an hour, I felt it was just about Arnie and yeah. not doing much. And then that was the moment you actually found her interesting. If they'd have bought... Uh, if they'd have bought I, I know it's normally quite a good thing when they start films uh, halfway through, when this is started, you know, this started as Arnie's found her after she's run away. But in yeah. this film, it would have been maybe more interesting to have the bit of her getting bitten and and choosing to run away and filming the actual bit of him finding her and bringing her back and maybe yeah. even having her dying. That could have been a better, more interesting plot story than this. Uh, I just, yeah. But it was always at the t- in a zombie film... You're always thinking, when's a zombie thing going to happen? All right, they're zombies. So someone's going to bite someone. Someone's going to do... Someone's going to be... There's none of that. No, no, none of it. You're right. It's like watching the Bake Off and then not even cooking cakes. (laughs) (laughs) So I I just want to take you up again on that point. I hadn't even thought of that. Starting the film with Arnie's journey, you would have seen him killing a bunch of zombies. Yeah. Going through, like trying to find where is she and all that. And then maybe the film ends with you go home as a terminal illness and you wait out. You could actually do the the whole of what we actually saw in like 10, 15 minutes at the end. Yeah. Right? That's interesting. Yeah, it would be a much ballsier film in a way. Yeah. I, I think there's definitely something missing from it. I don't think it was a zombie rampage that we needed because we've got The Walking Dead. You know, you get that every week on there. And I think this was trying to be a bit more like something like The Road. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it really is just about that paternal instinct to protect against your best wishes. But then I don't understand uh, why it, why the disease, sorry to interrupt, it, it, is, um, it should never have been a zombie thing. It should have been another disease. Why the zombie thing? The zombie thing just feels like, oh, zombies are cool. People yeah. will watch it because it's a zombie film. Arnold's fortunate in a zombie film. People are going to be interested there is very minimal in the whole uh what's it called in all the zombie films of all time this has got the least zombie action <laughs> yeah possibly no, it's true. i think i think you've answered your own question though like that is the reason to do it as a zombie film is because it will get people into this stuff that the filmmaker wants to talk about you know by putting this sheen of something that's very popular at the moment. It's purely a business decision. Yeah, that's the financial reason, right? Yeah. And Mm. and 
I was playing again. I was playing between the t- the two thoughts. It's like okay, I get it, but I, I yeah again. So I was thinking like why zombies. The only bit that I'll say that was intriguing was that I never seen done before, and it's quite nice to see novelty, but that doesn't make it okay. But it was just I'm still working on it. I still have. I think I'm going to have to watch it again to really make my mind up about whether I liked it or not. Is that I've never seen the police investigating a zombie murder just to check was that a cool yeah that that was quite cool yeah and we'll come back in the morning and clean it up that bit yeah so it's kind of like oh so you killed your neighbors how far gone were they (laughs) well you know i checked that they were you know did they speak and i asked them to say something and he's like yeah okay you did the right thing it's like never in a zombie movie i've ever seen a zombie kill get investigated by the police and i think that's the interesting thing so i know i take your point Mark, that's saying well it might as well been any terminal illness but I haven't seen a zombie movie where it's kind of like contained. And maybe they're out there. I have, I haven't seen them. So tell me if there are. But where it's contained and it's also got this really long incubation period. What they say, like six to eight weeks. Yeah, yeah. Where you're like, you're normal. And it's like that. What they did well was just if you just if you take the premise without faulting it, you have a zombie outbreak that's contained to some degree. Society hasn't collapsed completely. And... You also introduce that well, it's also got a six to eight week um, incubation period. It's like that is the world that you would see. And so in that sense, it was believable. Uh, the point I'm saying is that I liked seeing that, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, I, I agree. I think either you're going to go zombie film or if you're going to do the other side of it, which is what this film aspired to, well, I'm basically making the same point as you. Yeah, you want ahead. to see the huge arguments between, uh, they set up Jolly Richardson as his stepmom, who was obviously loved her other kids more than Maggie. That was fascinating. Joy yeah. Richardson's a good actress, but there wasn't that huge... Where was the argument between Arnie? And yeah. The, 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 where was the actual real sort of kitchen sink stuff that comes with being a, a zombie in, incu- in incubation, approaching this you know, transition bit? That didn't really do that bit either. So I, I felt very dissatisfied. I don't know why you like it, Ben. What are the reasons you I- like it? Well, I mean, apart from the fact that it is something that we haven't seen Arnold Schwarzenegger do before, we'll talk about him more in a minute. On a technical level, uh, you know, it's very difficult to get low-budget films like this made. I thought that I did. I did like the camera work a lot. I thought the sound design was fantastic. I thought the makeup effects were really good and not overdone. Um, and it was really about something. And, and I said to my sisters last night when I said, "Yeah, I cried a little bit watching Maggie." I'm not going to say it's a deep film, but it's definitely the deepest film that Arnold Schwarzenegger's done outside of the Terminator franchise. Like, it's really about stuff. And I think it is just that thing of what you bring to it, you get out of it. Like, with the, a lot of the sort of best films. Hang on a minute. You were saying that we're shallow people, therefore we didn't I'm not enjoy saying it. that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it resonated with me on that level. I was ready for the film to do what it was trying to do, and I, and I met it halfway. Yeah, I reckon... Knowing you, Ben, on a different day, you wouldn't you wouldn't have liked it. I think. I don't think it's a great film at all. No. Um, but I think, in the context of what we've been doing in the run up to this, it satisfied me, and it was surprisingly emotional for me. I didn't expect it to have the the gut punch that it did. So here's the thing, Marek, is that we're 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 reviewing only Arnie movies, mm. and so in comparison to Arnie movies, it's like, oh god, this is pretty pretty good, right? Like this is this is Arnie trying to do a good movie. He doesn't embarrass himself. He does some acting that's quite cool, and it's like so. There's a lot of interest and intrigue in it, 
So that's the thing that was tipping me towards, yeah, I don't hate it. But if I'm going to look at it in terms of all movies, yeah, it's kind of shit. I I, I can't wow. I can't say yeah. I but that but that's me. Like and and also, I did feel something as well in some of those scenes. Interestingly, that bit that you said where it was in both of you said, oh yeah, that's where it got interesting. Like Mark, you said, oh yeah, that bit with um where her mate Ali is that her name? Ali, yeah, yeah. takes her out and all that. All, there's a whole like it's about twenty minutes in the middle of the movie. Arnie's not in it. He's not, mm. no. There's this whole 20 minutes in the middle of the movie, this big chunk where Arnie's not in it. It's like, so what's Arnie doing? He's being this caring dad, but he's actually acting the same scene most of the time. So again, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to be down on it. I'm just saying no. it, it, there's a lot of gloss in, in the movie. And then again, without, they, there's something missing. And without whatever that yeah. missing thing is, yeah. and I think it's called a story. Mm. I mean, what it was shot, I read it was shot in, in 25 days, which is great. You know, it's a great achievement. I don't know what the budget was, yeah. so yeah. you've got to take your hat off for those reasons. But I, I don't know. Uh, I felt cheated by it. I felt cheated by you you two. <laughs> well, I watched Sabotage, and if you don't do Sabotage, do this one, it be better. And it, it was only marginally better. <laughs> have, you done, have you done Sabotage yet? Yeah, yeah, we did it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Wait, do you want to just talk about that now? No, I hated it so much. Yeah, well, it's funny. I actually I watched good. a Green Room recently, Merritt, and so I went back to uh, see if you guys had reviewed Green Room, mm. and it was actually on that episode that you were talking about sabotage, and you absolutely nailed it because you said everyone in the film is awful, like mm. as in they're awful people. Yeah. Everyone's horrible in it, and that's it's a really grimy, nasty film, sabotage, but. I still think it's got some stuff in it that I like. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, okay. If you don't mind, I wanna, I wanna kind of. We've done a really good chat on what, how we feel, what we think about the movie. Yeah. Have you got any specific points? Anything you want to pick out of the movie? Ar- Arnold's dyed hair. Yeah, he needs to stop that. Because <laughs> in Escape Plan, he he grew out his beard and it looked great. But it looked great because he went grey, and he fucking looks awesome grey. And I just thought. You're playing your age here, so play your age. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, yeah. First of all, I, they didn't say. I thought before they established that Jay Richardson was a stepmom. She sort of don't work out. Me, I didn't work out immediately. Yeah. yeah, I thought, oh no, this is a really embarrassing way to try and close that. I mean, she's fifty-one or something, so she's older than I thought she was. But yeah, Arnold's great. sixty-eight, yeah, sixty-nine. I thought this is a really bad filmic way for them to try and bridge that age gap. Which it is in a way, yeah, and, yeah. and totally unnecessary because you can't get hair dye that looks natural on on grey hair. It's just all one colour. I found it quite just. I found it quite off-putting, and I, I and he looks great anyway for a nearly seventy-year-old. Yeah, true. And that's a deep point. These are the sort of deep points that you want me to bring up to the book. Yeah, yeah, we're doing class, we're, right. We're, we're doing deep dives here. Yeah. Uh, have you got any more? Or should we? Should we? You go. You go. You guys go for one. Yeah, yeah. Let's do. Let's do one each or something. You got a point, Ben? Anything specific that? There's an "I'll be back" in the film. I'll say that. No, there isn't. There is. I only got a "Get behind me." Which the I like. sheriff Ray when oh. he when when Arnold Schwarzenegger's decking the deputy, the sheriff intervenes and he says, "Wade, I'll be back." Oh, well done, Ben. Go. But uh, you know, "I'll be back" son, "I'll be back," unless I said by Arnie. Shut up. 
How many I'll be backs are there in loads of other movies? Yeah, there's a few. Yeah. Um, the, what I was going to say about stuff that's missing from the film, though, I know that when the film was originally going to play at Toronto, it was withdrawn uh, because it got picked up for distribution and they wanted to add some effect shots and that. And I wonder if in that tinkering, some of that stuff was missing. Because I think there's, while I admire that it was only 90 minutes long, I think more films need to be shorter. I think with an extra 10 or 15 minutes, this could have actually been a really, really good film. And I think you're right in saying a bit more in the Jodie Richardson stuff. I agree with that. I also think there was an opportunity to explore with the other terminal lads that she has the kiss with. The concept, because these are quite young kids, I think they're like 15, 16 or something. That's a good name for a film. Terminal Lad. <laughs> Agreed. Is that Tom Hanks's son in that he's movie? He's got a terminal illness, he hangs around airports until he's. He can only yeah. hang around airport terminals, otherwise he dies. There was an opportunity there to explore the idea of, well, I know I'm going to die. I don't want to die a virgin. Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. I thought they were, I thought they were going to do that. That's yeah. something I feel every day. You know, it one day it... I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. I just makes... really don't want to die a virgin. But it makes it a coming of age movie then, doesn't it? Really erotic scene yeah. of them putting each other's fingers in their bite wounds. <laughs> David Cronenberg's Maggie. That yeah. I liked, it when, I liked it when they're in the truck on the way back from quarantine and Arnie's like, stop picking at it. There's a lot of nice sort of moments, but I think I like the way that he... He was with her, and I actually believed it. I believed that Arnie was this caring dad, and just in terms of taking everything away that we we've we've said about what the movie is, I'm really glad that Arnie's done this film. It's it's good for him. It's good for his career. I just I I want him to keep building on it. I'm not yeah. saying it was like yeah that's it you've done it now because that's not it. You're only as good as your last thing, but it's a step up from what we've seen and I think he was trying to do something similar with Sabotage and that failed I'd like to see him do something in between kind of this and Escape Plan kind of I think I did want just one scene of him having a proper powerhouse you know Oscar moment because the thing that's notable about his performance in this is how restrained it is you know all he's doing is these quiet tender moments and these pained looks and that's nice yeah. like you say it's accentuated by this close-up cinematography but i did want one moment of him just actually having some emotions you know beyond i might have to kill my daughter you know yeah i think they did we, we probably can't do it that's why that's why that's what they do it. i mean uh, yeah it's pretty true they just do these things it's really hard to do emotion. If you watch uh, John Nettles in Bergerac in the 1980s, yeah. that's my acting reference point. He just does nothing. Yeah, that's great. If you leads just generally don't really. It's safer just not to move your face. Don't move it at all. Don't do anything, and then people just get everyone else to act around you, and they will set the mood, and you never look like you're overacting. That's that interesting it. because that's that's what, that's what Mark happened. Rylance that's what Mark Rylance did in Bridge of Spies. Yeah, I think Mark, that. Mark, Mark Rylance. Yeah, awful performance in Bridge of Spies. Just do this, really, <laughs> and think. Oh, actually, I won't do the acting. I'll just get, let them do it with the music. They can set the acting up with the music, and they'll just to <laughs> yeah. make it. They'll just bleach the colours out a bit, make it look great. I'll just do this, sit in the background, do some bloody acting. I don't think Arnold Arnold could do it. That's the thing. That's why I said that Hugh Jackman point. I think Hugh Jackman would have been, been able fantastic. To do that yeah. Emotional scenes. And got a really big argument with Jerry Richardson 
and it would he's good at doing that sort of stuff so that would have been that would have been interesting and perhaps there was a, an argument with Arnie's wife you know i think that I, that's my i'm really glad you said that mate because I, I don't think i would have thought of it but if i'm if i'm a bit kinder to the movie and i don't say the thing that was missing was a good story i think the thing that's definitely missing was taking both your points ben an oscar moment for arnie is, is what you said but also Mark, what you said is um just more between him and his ex-wife there was that tiny moment where it's they're kind of doing it where he alludes to uh, she loves her kids more and that he, she wouldn't be saying take your daughter to quarantine if it was her kids like they, she wouldn't be doing that and he says that and she just says all she does is go come on you know we're past that and he's like mm, yeah we are I, I was like no come on let rip like mm. Go nuts, Arnie! Like, drag her by the hair downstairs and make her look at a photo of your ex-wife, of your dead wife, or something. I wow. don't know. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I, I made a note about Arnold's performance, and I, I just wrote the question down halfway through the film: Is it his best performance? Because that's what everyone said about the film. And I don't think it is, but I also don't think it isn't. I don't think it's not not his best performance, if you know what I mean. Like, there's a scene where he's talking about um, Maggie's mother, and he's talking about um, reading, how much she she liked to read, and it's a really quiet scene. And it's the one scene actually where he gets to do a bit of acting, and it comes back to that thing that we've talked about in the past, where Arnold's most interesting feature is his eyes. He does really good work with his eyes, and that sort of slightly reassuring gentle smile that he did and I thought that was really it was a really beautifully acted scene and there's one moment that was the Bill Paxton moment Jolly Richardson has left and Maggie's eating bacon and we watch Arnold watching her and he's watching her like I don't trust you anymore and then she looks at him and he switches to being that reassuring father figure again and it's totally believable. It was it was in an instant, it was brilliant, and that was real piece of acting, I thought. What's interesting, what I got out of that scene, the exact here's what I was thinking when I was watching that scene, was yeah. oh right. Zombies like bacon. <laughs> so if the that is the revelation from this film, if ever there's a zombie attack, get in the kitchen and put some bacon <laughs> on. And you can just go around chucking loads of bacon everywhere. And they'll just... Of course, if yours are any creature, the smell of bacon is one of the most enticing things. It so is. Even just, vegetarians love the smell exactly. of bacon. Exactly. So zombies are going to love it. Cook loads of bacon. Get yeah. it. And then when you go for running out of zombies, just run off. Start throwing the bacon. It'll spread the zombies out. <laughs> can we finish this early so I can eat some bacon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty hungry. The ending, Mac. How right. did it make you feel? Now, here is a, a general film observation which hit me in this ending, this film here, which is not necessarily to do with the ending, but uh, a point about flashbacks in films. Why is it when people have a flashback or remember their dead relatives, it's always, the hair's always, it's always in a garden. Yeah. Or a field. A field. Yeah. And there's always daisies. There's always daisies. 
<laughs> and then yeah. you had the flashback, obviously, of Arnold's ex-wife who died for whatever reason. Her hair's always sort of f- flowing around. And I thought, there's going to be some daisies for no reason. Literally that second. Close-up of daisies. That's not just me, is it? There's always da- Why is there daisies? And I think it might just be you. <laughs> Actually, I've got a feeling. Uh, the daisy thing's not resonating with it's me. Summer. It's always about... summer. Fields and summer. Yeah, it's but it's that, and that hour, soft focus. Yeah. yeah. Soft focus. It's, and that's the other thing, is that this you is You can't like, see what's going on. If you've ever seen... Um, I don't recommend that you do see The Tree of Life, but a film like The Tree of Life or The Thin Red Line or something like that. Yeah. This is totally made in that style but just with makeup effects and zombies. I think Henry Hobson, the director, he's a first-time director. That's clearly where he wants to be. He doesn't want to be making zombie movies. He wants to be making artistic, you know, um, grounded, emotional movies. And this is just his stepping stone. God, just as it is for Tree of Life is the worst film I've ever seen in my life. It's pretty bad. Um, I walked out. Just, just as... Um, this is a stepping stone for Arnie to, to something different as well. Uh, I don't think it's his best performance, but in a way of getting from stuff like Sabotage, the more physical stuff, to his potential Oscar movie, should it ever exist. No. You good... talked about this before. What, Arnie getting an Oscar? Yeah, loads. It's the, it's the, it's the one loads. achievement he doesn't have, isn't it? As an Oscar. It, what? He's, he's going for his EGOT. What? Yeah, he's got to do a Grammy and a Tony his as well. Emmy, his Grammy, his Oscar. He's and got a an Tony. Emmy. He's got an Emmy. He can't get an Oscar. He hasn't. He's not capable of doing it. I'm sorry. Not even as Bumming Man? In Bumming Man, he could do. You need, <laughs> yeah, of to, you he need can. some emotional scene in it. I'm trying to think. I mean, if I could get Arnie for Bumming Man, that would be brilliant. You see, I think they really missed a trick. And if you look back at, like, some, I'm not saying it's great or that he did wonderful in it. But some of his scenes, like in the Jane Mansfield story, when he's arguing with his wife there, I don't think he'd be incapable of doing that in this in this movie. Arnie's got some good films under his belt. There are genuinely good films in their own right, as well as his performances in them being completely fine for like what you know what he's doing, what he's been cast to do, and and also those are the films where you see he's really trying hard. He's applying himself to the best of the top of his ability in his craft. And it works. I think that for some people, Arnie is never going to work. Just because of his size, his manner, his accent. And they're always going to laugh at him. And they're always going to say, that guy's ridiculous. I don't believe him. And I think that they tip their hat to that a little bit in films like this. With the daughter in that scene with the truck where he's talking about storytelling and his his, um, dead wife her dead mother and she's she's like i think mom loved you because of the truck and she mimics him she mocks Mm. him they that would have been written in i don't know if anybody else was was slated for this do you know ben well that leads me nicely to the point i was going to make i watched an interview with arnie and it's interesting that he makes reference to three projects that were crucial to him trying new things the terminator franchise or the Terminator, the first Terminator, because he was playing a baddie. Uh, twins, because he was taking a risk and doing comedy. And Maggie. And the reason that he ended up getting attached to Maggie was his agent brought in the script and he, and he said, you have to read this, you have to read it. And he kept badgering him about it. And he said, it wasn't like with other scripts. He was just, he wasn't trying to get me to do the film. He was just saying, you have to read this script. 
And Arnold said he read it, he liked it, he read it again and it clicked for him. And when he signed on to do this film, he agreed to do so for no money, no salary, no back-end deal, anything. Like, I'll work on this film 100% free to get it made if you'll let me be in this film, basically. Wow. I really admire that. Yeah. Yeah, well... I mean, it's not like he needs the money, let's face well, no. it. But, but he, need, he needs the work and he needs a career change if he's going to do... If he's going to keep doing acting and not just do something else. I was thinking, just in a separate thought, that you two might have slightly fallen in love with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, and it, that's, that that it, is absolutely true. There's not even talking a about him. You're talking about him as if he's a, a teenager who's just left university. So, <laughs> and you're the doting parents who are yeah. thinking, okay, well, uh, <laughs> it's really difficult out there. Listen, it's not jobs for life anymore. You need to diversify. <laughs> Get some Absolutely. skills. Try and get on the housing ladder. That it feels a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. You got even. You no, know, you know. Take some volunteer jobs. You know, like work for yeah. free on a film for once. It's okay to do that if it's going to help you. Experiences and contacts are just as useful as money sometimes in the long term. Yeah, it's great. We have we're two two guys in our mid thirties who who are both single and both live alone and have devoted hundreds of hours to talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. And you're right, we totally talk down to one of the most successful men of the 20th century. <laughs> we we the amount of career advice we've. I given wish he'd just ridiculous. get his shit together sometimes, you know. <laughs> and you're you're onto something. Also, one of the inspirations for this podcast, it was kind of there was a few. But one of them was um, the worst idea in the world. The worst idea of all time, yeah. Do you know about that, Marek? No. It's these two Kiwi lads who decided they were going to watch Grown Ups 2 every week for a year. <laughs> right. And they did. And then they did Sex and the City 2 for the second series. Uh, and it, it's brilliant. So our idea was, well, let's just watch every Arnie movie. But the reason that we do this is we were already in love with him for, for different reasons. He was a real role model for Alex in his teen years in terms of the bodybuilding and for me he was just the guy that got me into movies like Terminator was one of the first 18s I'd ever seen I was like oh this guy's amazing you know so we were already in love with him but yeah I think it's it's bordering on a criminal obsession I'm looking I'm looking forward to stopping just because you know I don't don't want to be dreaming about Arnie I think he's great but having dreams about him doing this every week you know it's odd isn't it because he's had that he was on that golden streak in the eighties, uh, late eighties, early nineties, Incre- yeah. and they're incredible films. And they still stand yeah. there. You can always tell a great film if you just don't. If you join it, there's certain films, and people slag off. I love the Shawshank Redemption. It's an incredible film. You start watching on TV. It's on TV. You carry on watching it. Predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You carry. 100%. You literally. It's on. You watch it. Predator. Yeah. Terminator. Yeah. Running Man. I don't know. I, I really love it though. Uh, yeah. And both of Terminators, you you just won't turn it off. And there's Predator, very few films sure. who, who which would do that. I've I got the my uh, secret uh, uh, Alan Silvestri. He did the music for the Predator, which I think is one of the greatest yeah. scores. Yeah. You can't download that on iTunes, so I bought the CD for twenty quid, and it's <laughs> still I've still got most of the sound. Gradually, of my I've got a really old iPlayer, and you have to sort of replace songs because it can only hold about 400. <laughs> but most of that Predator soundtrack is still on there. And when I'm going around London Underground, I'm normally listening to the Predator. 
Nice. Billy's death. It's, it, it's really motivational. Uh, Dutch builds a trap. <laughs> all those famous <laughs> tracks. <laughs> Do you know that? You know all their names. Pretty much. Yeah. I go, oh, well, I'm getting yeah. on the Northern Ireland. Good. It's, uh, what's this one here? It's, uh, uh, yeah. Dutch, what other ones are there? Helicopter and stuff like that. I know. After, the Aftermath. All I... <laughs> the Aftermath. Is... I'm on the Aftermath now. <laughs> it's very good. Very yeah, good brilliant. tune music. Very good community. Uh, it's amazing. It is. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. It is an amazing score. Uh, yeah, so wait, I'm I'm hearing Samani love there for you as well, you know, because that golden era for you is, I mean, you said it as your credentials, but so what's been your experience of Arnie independent of that golden era? Well, I, I, I like what you did. Honestly. I, I think it's it's just, uh, it's, it's something, I don't know whether it's just a nostalgic thing. I'd be fascinated to hear what the youth of today think about Arnie because he's so entrenched in my youth and key experiences. The first time we watched The Terminator, the first time we watched Highlander, you know, these films that are just so 80s and so... Uh, when You can never... When you're that age, you can almost never get that excited about a film again because you're seeing things for the very first time. The first True. time we watched Predator, you're like, shit, this is so good. This is almost... <laughs> it's so good. And he's brilliant yeah. in that. Give him an Oscar for that. You know, yeah. I think yeah. it's, to to do something like that is to hold. A, he's fighting a monster. Yeah, it's some of the best scenes, uh, and the way they all sort of get, it's like a bit like an Agatha Christie thing. Like, and then there were none, but in the jungle mm. with a sort of separate murderer, very similar sort of themes to it. Um, <clears throat> so I love him. I think he's great. I I I, I was on Movie Watch. Remember Movie Watch that film yeah. with Johnny Vaughan? Yeah, and I was at university and I was twenty one, and uh, one of the films I had to review was Jingle All the Way. No, no way. way. Yeah. No way. I think I got a really bad week. I got Last of the High Kings, which was a sort of rubbish American film, Jingle All the Way, and another one. And the week before, it was something uh, all classics, like Seven and yeah. Usual Suspects and stuff like yeah. that. I got a real three duds. And it was then I noticed the demise of Arnie. But um, it's a bit. The demise. They, <laughs> people, they become parodies of themselves, don't they? It yeah. was always yeah. a bit like that. I think I don't feel the same way as the loss of respect that I do with De Niro and Pacino, who sort of become these weird yeah, tunnel vision actors who've just, uh, I don't know, I can't really explain it. It's like the dual carriageway sign where you've got that range and then suddenly, and when the dual carriageway goes back into a normal road, <laughs> the funneling, <laughs> the funneling of their abilities into one stream. I'm not the most articulate people. But no, Jack he, Nicholson's the same, you know. Yeah, at least yeah. Arnie's almost doing something else, I think, now. Agreed. Which is, which is interesting. Agreed. And, and you know, he's he's definitely open, opening up. Just bringing you back to that point, I want to take you up on it. It's like um, what the youth of today think of Arnie. Yeah. And you said, you know, jingle all the way. We've got a Reddit thread where we're asking people to rank their Arnie movies, right? Um, and Ben's shaking his head. Because we're trying to make a, an amalgam or a conglomerate, or whatever, of all of the um, all the rankings to try and come up with, like I don't know, some kind of definitive, you know, fans of of this podcast a, ranking a, a, demo, a democratic, top a democratic 10. ranking. Yeah. Jingle all the way is almost in the top ten. You're joking. Joint eleventh, and all it is is just you can put any old shit in a Christmas film. Any yeah, shit in a yeah. Christmas film. And, and people watch it every year. Yeah, That's it. And it's on TV and people, oh, I love this. So I think it is Jingle All The Way is one of those movies that 
if it's on TV, people will watch it and leave yeah. it on. And that's a shame because it really it's is an awful film. awful, yeah. Um, and I think if it wasn't a Christmas movie, I don't think it would have done as well. But also, I do think that as much as we're all in agreement that that golden period of Arnie's career was nostalgic for us, I think there's another period of Arnie's career that was nostalgic for a different generation. And, yes, but I don't think he'll be as important I don't think the star is as important. I think it's a it's a certain batch of films, and probably films like The Rock and Space Jam would be included in that. Uh. They're not great, but they've been watched ad nauseum by kids my sister's age, you know, 23, 24. What's interesting is, for, for us, is we can acknowledge Arnie's weaknesses, but because he was the man when we were growing up, and he was so different to everyone else... We tend to say, well, if you didn't grow up in that period, you're not going to get why these films are so great. But when I saw Commando in the cinema last year, six o'clock in the morning, a 12-hour movie marathon, there was a, a young couple in their 20s next to me, and the girl was started the film going, this is fucking shit, to her boyfriend. And 20 minutes in, she was loving it. Laughing at it, absolutely, like everyone else was, but... If we've got the right to laugh at it because we grew up with it when we took it seriously, they've absolutely got the right to laugh at it for you know for what it is. And I think I, th- I think there is still something in that sort of ten fifteen year period up until about True Lies. There is magic there, mm. absolutely. Yeah, I really. Loved, I think True Lies was the end of it. But also on that yeah, point, yeah. that's what we reckon. Yeah. I think um, there's a time before it was which I missed when you know pumping iron. And things like Red, oh, yeah. so- uh, Red, not Red Sonia, what was the one, uh, yeah. Conan the Barbarian, which weren't yeah. really on my radar because I was just a bit yeah. too young for that. So I didn't have the bit, the transition of him as his bodybuilder. He yeah. was already this pretty much a superstar. So everyone's got a different. What I'm saying is a, re- a really inane point is that everyone's got a different opinions of Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Yes. I really liked, just coming back to Maggie again, I really liked um, option one. Quarantine. Option yeah. two, cocktail. Option three, make it quick. Yeah, I like that. That's uh, that's something, and that would again, if it was an actual zombie movie, I think I would have liked to see that be more of a, more of a theme. It, I mean, it it was a big theme in it, but it's you've made this point before, Ben, about like Chekhov's gun. It's like you introduce an idea or a concept, and it's like you want to see it play yes, out, yeah. and it didn't satisfy me very much that that as but i so there's lots of little things when arnie first killed the zombie didn't deliver that thing didn't deliver for me um you made a point i'd asked you about the ending Merrick, and yeah i didn't really you, talk about the, you, the proper ending you, but you so talked, talked about, about flashbacks now, yeah. yeah yeah um uh but so what you know what oh, that's that, what, the twist. suicide the twist yeah it, she, i didn't see it coming is what i'm trying to say that's the only thing good about it is that yeah all right all the way through you think oh she's gonna die unfortunately gonna have to kill her in the end she kills herself all right a zombie's got it she's such a strong zombie she's still a bit hu- she's still half human by doing that that's the point but the scene we really wanted to see is that whole sort of brad pitt ending in seven thing with a gun do i shoot him yeah. thing with arnold that's your oscar moment arnold that's the bit when you decide yeah. to shoot her. That's that is yeah. how good an actor you are. If you can pull that off, then we would be talking about the film a bit differently. If he was really convincing and was crying, that would have been a more moving ending. Very predictable, but 
as an Arnold Schwarzenegger, as a purist like you two, I mean, you would love to see how you have done. We could have an alternative ending to say in the extras, here's Arnold killing her. Yeah, I think that that's the ending that you want for a zombie film. The ending that they Mm. went with works Mm. if you're on board with what the film is saying about, you know, quarantine is hospice. Uh, The cocktail is euthanasia. Do you go out in a stranger's arms in pain or do you choose your own way out? You know, like, oh God, no, I was going to make a horrible reference then. I was going to talk about Tony Scott jumping off the bridge. Okay. Uh, Because he found out he had a brain tumour. Oh, is that why I did it? Yeah. 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 I don't think that's a horrible reference. I mean, it's it's what he did, right? Yeah. And and I think that's a it's a fair point to make. And um, that's that's like one of those fucking impossible things to to make any kind of um, sincere or, or or real kind of no um, noble or intellectual comment about everybody about uh, their own ideas about it, what they want to do, what they how they'd like to go, and that that. That's that's what this film is is saying. It's it, it was a surprise. I didn't know that the the main character Maggie had it in her to kill herself. I was expecting, as Max said, that this kind of maybe even like a fight between him and his daughter, and he accidentally kills her with a gun because he has to, and it's not because he actually chose to do it. My preference would have been that Arnie actually gets her, grabs her, just and kill he something comes up in him yeah breaks Snap, breaks her neck snaps her neck snaps no, her well, over his leg yes you know but so there's things that you want to see and then there's i agree ben there's what's right for the movie but again because the movie was getting it wrong the ending's not right for me so how do you want to die Marek? is that what, how we're going to finish this podcast <laughs> yeah that's it the end oh i really thought It'd be great if three three predator dots just appeared on your head now. (laughs) That would be great if you went to do that. I would shit myself. Um, Poor old Mac. Over there. Um, I don't know how I I want... I mean, that's something I need to... That is just echoing through my head over and over again. How do you want to die? How do you want to die? (laughs) Just in my sleep when I'm about, you know, 100. How do you want to die, Ben? Suffocated by a massive black woman. <laughs> I mean, like, by her body, not not like a pillow over my face. Like, she just sits on me and I just die. So young Oprah Winfrey? No. I was thinking... I can't think of any... Like, Norbit. Okay. <laughs> or Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. <laughs> that, yeah. That's the fantasy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to very quickly do It's Your Numbers. It's Your Numbers. Budget for the film, $8.5 million. Which is very low. And in fact, Arnie's lowest budget since the first Terminator movie. And he got no money from that though, right? So his salary was zero. Okay. But get this though. Worldwide gross, $2 million. That's dog shit. Didn't even make its money back. That's the end of of that Howard Hobson's career. In Hollywood. I feel so sorry for Arnie because every time he takes a little punt on something different, he just doesn't make any any impact at the box office at all. And that's why he ends up doing Terminator 5, 6, 7, because it's like, that's the one thing that people actually want me to do. It's the one thing they turn up for. I think they turn up for Bunning, Bumming Man. 
I'm going to start writing it now. I need, I need, some, I need some work. It's your numbers. How many, uh, how many Mariks would you give Maggie in the end then? Four or five. Alex? Yeah, I'm at like a three, four. Okay, it's quite a Out of three ten? Four. Yeah. I'd go six or seven, me. Just because I just got disappointed. It's just my ride, the ride I went on, right? I, I think I need to, I, I'm going to give it a second watch just because I, now that I know what it is, I, I can be fairer to it. But the ride I was on wasn't very nice. It made me feel things and then disappointed me and then promised something and then didn't deliver. And then I tried to be fair to it and then I just, I can't, I can't. It's three, three or it's four. It's just, it's depressing. It's not fun to watch and it doesn't, you're, you're exactly right. It doesn't even hit the points that it's trying to make in dodging the zombie bullets. Does that make sense? I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to see this film with Marek in every role. Wouldn't everyone like, like to like see a film the, like the that? The cop, the girl, Arnie's role, his wife. The maggot um, in her arm. The Definitely the <laughs> maggot. Love to see a little CG Marek head on the maggot. The uh, baby, the, the two-year-old doctor. girl. Yeah, yeah. The doctor, the... On the daisy in the flashback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. What's your favourite line, Mark? There weren't any, were there? I didn't write any down apart from I'll be back. I didn't write any lines down. What was I supposed to do? Get behind me. Because it's like, get Because I like the way he says those things. I like, um, just it, so in all seriousness, I guess, smells like food. Like that moment was actually... It's probably my favourite moment in the movie, if I'm going to credit it with anything. There was something really nice and nuanced between her and her mother in that whole that whole bit, really. And it took me a while. I was like, oh, yeah, of course, you smell like food to me. That was nice. I've never seen that in the zombie movie either. Sort of like a conscious zombie with such a slow change was nice. That was my sort of favourite whole theme in the movie, really. But She was really yeah. good. That girl was really good in it. She was, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, Arnie was smoking a duba, wasn't he? No, I thought it was a cigarette. It was a marijuana cigarette, I'm sure. No, I thought it was just a cigarette. All right. Fine. Uh, just in terms of ranking, I'm going to put it above Terminator 3 and below Conan the Barbarian. So it's just outside my top 10. Wow. That's how much I, that's how much I like Are you revealing it. your current top 10 or not? Or... Oh, yeah. It's if been... you want going on the whole time yeah, yeah I listened on, to it I, last night what is, what is it currently so at 10 it's Conan the Barbarian mm-hmm. 9 Twins 8 The Last Stand 7 Commando 6 Predator 5 The Running Man 4 T2 3 Terminator 2 Total Recall and number 1 is True Lies wow yeah I love True Lies True Lies is good but it's not a uh doesn't break into my top top the uh classic period terminator 2 well, yeah, terminator yeah. 2 1 predator 2 yeah. running man 3 uh, uh terminator 4 um uh commando 5 i think that most people would agree with that you've put running man higher than most people i do like running i do like i just i i just like the um the bad guys in running man yeah Having been so slating about Maggie, I am putting it in my ranking at 10. Um, that's below Red Heat and above Commando. 
Um, so why, if you if you don't rate it as a film, why are you putting it? I, so I just say it's because of the ride I went on. It's because of how I felt about it. I'm disapp- I'm so disappointed because we'd been waiting for two years to watch this. So because uh, I know what it is, I won't have those expectations anymore, and I can actually just look at it as a film. But the reason why I'm putting it at ten in this is because I it is a it's a good Arnie movie. Does that make sense? I'm happy. No. I'm happy Arnie made this movie. Yeah. that That's it. And that's speaking to the Arnie love that Marek was referring to earlier. And I know that that's uh, tainting my, my view on it. Yeah, so my 10 are Maggie, Red Heat, Last Stand, Running Man, Twins, Predator, Terminator, T2, True Lies and Total Recall. Have you seen The Last Stand, Marek? No. That was his comeback film, wasn't it? It's a real throwback. Yeah, I think... You might enjoy that one. Give that one a watch. I'm surprised sure. that Total Recall's so high on both of your. Um, I you don't like it. Yeah. I quite like. like it. I, maybe we should watch it. Maybe we would take Commando's place. And I do think True Lies is, is True Lies is surprisingly good. You don't expect it to be that good. Yeah. You should watch them all again, and when you're done, have a little listen to the Ornithology. Mm. I've listened to a few episodes. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks. As you're probably aware, we've actually only got one more film that we can watch at this time. And that's Terminator Genesis. Unlucky. I've I've hated. In all honesty, Mark, off the record, I've 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 kind of hated the last few weeks. What? <laughs> really? Son like, of a bitch. Well, actually, no. Sorry, the last few weeks have been good because it picked up a bit. But that whole phase with like Batman and Robin and Jingle all the way. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. Did my head in. By the way, off the record's normally supposed to be when there aren't three recording devices yeah, simultaneously recording. No, it's all right. You'll, you'll edit it. Marek, any final points before we leave? Um, th- I'd like to say thank you to you, have, for you both for having me. And thank you to Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> He's brought me such pleasure in my life. And yeah. and uh, you talk about, everyone talks about Arnold's his. We talked about what what Arnold can't do and his the restrictions of his acting ability, but no one can do what Arnold can do. No one can do that. He's such a rare person. And even from Pumping Iron, you see him Pumping Iron, you think you've just got it. You've just yeah. got that proper yeah. star quality. <laughs> which and these, I I do think they're getting rarer and rarer. These sort of stars. Everyone else is quite. Hollywood and my mum said to me, um, all these Hollywood actors, she said they all look the same these days. And I thought, is, yeah. is that really a mum thing to say? Well, actually, no, they, everyone looks chiselled. Everyone looks, uh, even the sort of uglier ones are still quite <laughs> good. They're yeah. all muscly. They're all, I know Arnold's super muscly, but yeah, yeah. it's great to have that someone who actually changed, created a whole new load of parts, a whole yeah. new, he almost created his own genre. Which is a weird sort of comedy thing because of because of who he is, and, and um, I know he will, he will eventually listen to this, and I'd like to say well done. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's he's our number one fan, really. Yeah. Sorry, Rob. Uh, well, yeah. Thanks, yeah. thanks for thanks. coming on, Mark. It's yeah, uh, really it's been a blast. It. My pleasure. Yeah. Nice, nice to nice to have a nice chat. Thank Good you, luck Mark. with everything. Cool. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Same to you. All right, yeah. bye everyone. Have a nice time. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So we just said goodbye to Marek. I've just had a couple of things I wanted to add. Um, right in the first few seconds of this film, there's Arnie driving in a truck 
and he's got his beard and he looks exactly like the main character in Last of Us. Um, and whose role, for those of you that don't know, Last of Us is a is a game, PS4 game, I think exclusively, where it's a post-apocalyptic zombie future. Uh, society's kind of being held together. And I'm not sure of the exact story, but um, the main character ends up having to protect a little girl who's, I think, immune to it's like a fungal zombie outbreak it's that's what's peculiar about this that that particular story but the look and the feel and thematically there's so much of it that fits with the last of us i was wondering if you'd noticed anything like that ben well i'm not familiar with with the last of us i haven't played it um the the reference points for me were like i said the road 28 days later um, the Walking Dead, and in the interview that I watched at the Tribeca Film Festival uh, with Henry Hobson, the director, and Arnold, where he was talking about the script, Henry Hobson's background. This is his first feature film. His background is in video games, um, <laughs> right? And he worked on, as well as The Walking Dead, he worked on The Last of Us. Wow! So he okay. actually took visual cues from making that game. And put them in his film. Oh, you that's have to be great! Very, very much reliant on that aesthetic. Right. Well, it's obvious, is what, I'm, and, yeah. and it's good that it's explicit, and they're not like denying that fact. So that's what makes that's what made me feel that. That's that's interesting. It wasn't an accident, is what you're saying. It was, mm. yeah. Long-time listeners will know that on Terminator Three, uh, Alex's brother Andrew joined us, and he had already seen Maggie and he nearly told us something about it and we said yeah. no shut yeah. your mouth yeah. we don't want to hear it <laughs> yeah so after we saw Maggie I messaged him and I said uh, I'm watching it now when you guessed it you mentioned it made you rethink what your favorite Arnie film was mm. I'd love to get your thoughts on it and he said this I can't really do an Andrew impression so I'm just going to read it I could read it. Our voices sound oh, the same. I could do. I could do a. Do you want me to do a voice? Do do whatever you feel moved to do. And if it switches halfway through, just switch to that. Yes, yes. I think the main thing about Maggie, <laughs> you watched it now, right? Is that at his ripe old age and maybe too late, he's doing a completely different kind of movie. Just, just do it. Do it seriously. Do it seriously because he's making a good point. All right. Yes, yes. I think the main thing about Maggie, you watched it now, right? Yes, I have, Andrew. Is that at his ripe old age, and maybe too late, he's doing a completely different kind of movie, which I've wanted to see him in for years. With films up until 2005-ish, I'd say there is a heavy-handed hero agenda. Whilst there is that pursuit in Maggie, there is no room for Arnie to hide behind macho exteriors, big plots, and set action pieces. Mm. And it might be down to deaf direction and camera work, but no other film comes close to putting Arnie in a role where he can showcase his emotional range. Having said that, in some way, by their classic definition, this is not an Arnie film, but a film that Arnie is in. With Total Recall or Junior up there, Maggie is his best acting performance. Just thinking about that zombie kid encounter with the axe, he does so much in that small scene with so little. I am undecided, though, which I liked more, the film or Arnie. I will say this as a closer. Films between 2005 to 2014, I'm happy to watch once and maybe watch if they are on broadcast TV. 
However, Maggie, I could most definitely watch again. And then he just did a little postscript. BT dubs. <coughs> Hope you are well and always happy to discuss movies anytime. That's it. Yeah, but nothing else, right? He doesn't want to know how you are, how your health is doing, how your family is, what your love life's like. He just, he's only happy to discuss movies with you. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be a part of my life. No, anyway. just, just movies. Um, fair enough. I, I, you know, that's fine, Andrew. I, I, it's fine. But I think, on, in all honesty, not biased as his brother, I think he makes some really good points. And so I, it was quite interesting that he, he kind of clocked it and quite, uh, succinctly as well. He, the, wasn't sure if Arnie's performance was due to him or deft camera work and, and yeah. direction. So I thought it's it's a good summary and, and fair as well um, to to what the movie is and actually speaking quite well to the whole of Arnie's career. It's a, it's, you know, it's a nice note to end on. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. And uh, you're welcome back next season when we talk about... What that next season is. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I'm really glad Merrick could come. I didn't realise he was such an Arnie fan. I, I, it was it was quite nice getting that. It's always interesting getting a different perspective. And I think with everyone that we've spoken to over the course of this, albeit members of our own family up till now, everyone has an affinity for Arnie, uh, even if they acknowledge his shortcomings across the board. So it's, it's sort of nice to know in a way, actually, that we're not freaks. <laughs> everyone sort of loves Arnie deep down. Um, yeah, and obviously he injects... His Marek Larwoodness into the episode. Yeah, it was good. Um, again, I mean, thanks, Marek. I hope I hope uh, you had a good time. I mean, you said as much. Well, we've only got one film left in the in the pantheon <gasps> of everything that we've been doing up till now. One there is a, film left. There is a film that will be coming out, I think, quite early next year, which is called Why We're Killing Gunther or something like that. All right, so we'll do a special on that, right? Um, so yeah and all those sorts of films we're going to come back and do bonus episodes for that but our last film in this run is Terminator Genesis from 2015 so we'll Yay. be watching that next time Yay. I can hear until the fans then, though. they're happy yeah. crying out for it yeah until then thanks as always for listening thank you to Marek Larwood for taking the time to join us today and we'll be back with Terminator Genesis uh, we finally look we should acknowledge we finally fucking saw Maggie. We've been building up to this for ages. We yeah. finally saw it. And it was never going to live up to a certain level of expectation. But I have to say, mainly because it surprised me. And yes, I shed human tears watching it. I, As opposed to your robot tears. Yeah. Yeah. I was satisfied by it. I was satisfied by it. Yeah. And, and I wasn't. And that's good. It made for an interesting conversation. I'm still glad it exists. And I think most of what I think is good is that it happened and that Arnie was in it. And I really rate the, the little story you told about how it got made and how he was how he got in it. So that for me actually is another reason why it went so high up in my ranking. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. So good stuff. We did it. We've seen Maggie and um looking forward to the next time. Until next time. Remember when I said I'd kill you last? You died. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible, but so perfect. <laughs> Facebook forward slash the Arnithology. Twitter at the Arnithology. Email the Arnithology at gmail.com. 
website www.arnithology.com Get in touch <laughs>